0: Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia. Wait
1: a minute. Mistress Mia's Dungeon, where are- where am I? What is happening?
0: You know where you is.
1: high <laughs> <laughs> Master John, I'm here. <laughs> What's up? I got you. You were so confused. I
0: know you didn't let me do my my Here's Johnny thing. I know.
1: I didn't Jeez. let you do the intro. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: All right. The one, uh, the uh, only, the chronic masturbator. Uh, master.
1: I gotta be a master of something.
0: <laughs> master John.
1: Yeah, yo. What's up, y'all? Okay, okay. All right. Now that we're all simmered down a little bit. We're serious. Okay. Do we serious? We don't do serious.
0: No, we don't. All right. (laughs) We do Spotify. (laughs) All right. So tonight, John, you're in for a treat.
1: I am in for a treat. You are. I'm always in for a treat. You are. What am I getting blindsided with tonight?
0: Well, this is self.com it's nine things everyone gets wrong about bdsm
1: perfect i get everything wrong (laughs) no
0: (laughs) no i hear you do it so right
1: (laughs) is that what you hear
0: that is what i
1: hear i don't know who you're talking to all right you know
0: i'm waiting for that next event that next big party
1: i've got big plans and some of my plans you know i thought about it today yes i have delusions of grandeur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not you.
1: I was like, oh my God, this would be so great. And it's so big. I'm like, if only I had a $10,000 budget, this would be so great.
0: Oh, I know. We would have pyrotechnics of the gods. <laughs> I would.
1: I was thinking about it. I'm going to have blood waterfalls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's blood waterfalls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and fire fountains coming out of the blood. It's going to be great. And I just... You know, is this sacrifice my sub and then bring her back to life with fire. Well, that's it's what gonna I was going to ask. Is, gonna it, is, is
0: it like sacrificial virgins, or is it like no? Vir- she's not sacri- a virgin.
1: No. Oh. <laughs> no, not after I was done with
0: her. <laughs> uh
1: oh. <laughs> I'm going to be in so much trouble. Yes, you are. I'm letting I'm letting too much be known about the party, but it's going to be a good party.
0: Yes, it's not going to
1: be a ten thousand dollars setup this time. But
0: no, no. You know what? One day.
1: One day, we get this podcast going, we start making some money, we'll have some big stuff. So <laughs> y'all just keep on listening so we can have a big party. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: so, nine things everyone gets wrong about BDSM. Everyone. Mm, well, a lot of people.
1: A lot. Uh, you know, I went through some of this list, and the people that we know... In the yeah. community, they get it wrong.
0: They do. Yeah. They do. And, you know, I didn't even go through this article because I always like the whole shock factor of it. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I didn't read it. I just went read the... You the title. Like in college, yeah. you read the yeah. bold yeah. and then you take the test. Like, you know what you're doing. You
0: graze through it. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: You don't graduate college knowing anything you knew before. Of course not. Except how to drink. <laughs>
0: You're you're like you know a, cow party. A, you're a cow in a pasture. You're right. grazing through the titles.
1: Right. You, you learn how to pass a <laughs> test. So, what is our test tonight?
0: Well, you know, <laughs> the whole concept of, you know, we everybody's going to talk about Fifty Shades. Now, yes. I know you've watched one or two. It's any couple of them. Yeah, I have two. You know, and it's not what we do. It's no, not our It bad. was a good movie. It was a good movie. It, was a, good, it yeah. was a fun story. It was a fun story, yeah. But
1: it's not what we do. No. Yeah. No. It was a good way to dip your toes into it. It
0: was. And, you know, I've said this before you know, there's been swinger friends that we've met, and they're like, you know, we didn't start swinging until we saw Fifty Shades. You know, but I remember as a kid watching The Secretary. Now, did you actually get to see The Secretary? No, you've
1: asked me this a hundred times, and I okay. keep saying I'm going to watch it. I, just, I just, just like to
0: clarify. No, to... Well, now you have the link, so you can watch it. Okay. Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's great. It is to me, I loved it. But you know, a lot of people have mixed feelings about it.
1: I've heard. I've had other friends tell me it's really good.
0: Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed it. But anywho, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I I think that. People put you know, BDSM in general in a bad light in a lot of ways.
1: Oh, yeah. They don't understand it.
0: They do not.
1: And that's what we're going to talk about.
0: Absolutely. So do you want to start us off?
1: Sure. I'm not sure where to start, but it does say right here, Christian Grace should not, should not <laughs> be your only source for this.
0: <laughs> not at all. We love Christian. <laughs> right. We love you. You're gorgeous, but... <laughs>
1: BDSM is a catch-all term involving three different groupings. Michael Aaron, PhD, a sex therapist in New York and author of Modern Sexuality, tells it. First up, BD, aka Bondage and Discipline. Bondage and Discipline includes activities like tying people up and restraining them, along with setting rules and meeting out punishments. Okay, so there's one section. So BDSM, just the initials are split up into three different groups. And we've talked about this before. you got bondage, discipline. And then uh, the next one is domination and submission, DS. Sure. And then the SM is sadism and masochism. Yeah. And even those letters change a lot. So...
0: You know, and I don't know if this is a Southern thing, because we live in the Bible Belt, but... You know, I love it here, so no insult to the the South, but so often people will, you know, contact me. Oh, you know, I found your podcast. Or, hey, um, you know, I really want to do a session and complain, but what is BDSM? (laughs) (laughs) Like, people just have not really educated themselves who are vanilla, you know? Right. And I think it's young guys, you know, young people, you know, 20s and 30s.
1: To me, BDSM just means all the kinky, fun stuff that you like to do.
0: Yeah, That's absolutely.
1: It so it's it's kind of a catch-all. But yeah, and you know, this is only nine things, but we've already kind of taken up a lot of time just talking about what it is. So I'm, I feel like we're going to talk about this for a couple episodes for sure. But um, so we've got, where are we at? You want to jump to number one? We could.
0: Go for it, jump to number one. Are you tired one. of hearing me talk about it? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not yet anyway.
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to talk a little bit, you know. I've had episodes about religious background we've had other people with their religious background. Domination and submission to me doesn't isn't just about sex. It's about life, you know. A lot of a lot of religions teach domination and submission just by you're supposed to follow these rules that somebody else set for you, that the Bible set for you, or the Torah, or whatever set of scriptures you read. The man is supposed to be in charge, and the woman submits to her husband, or you submit to the ecclesiastical authority, the priest, or whatever. So we've been raised already to accept domination and submission, even outside of BDSM. So it's almost natural that people would gravitate towards that aspect because that's that's what we've been taught that's what everyone's been taught in almost every culture is that somebody is in control and somebody else follows yeah so off my soapbox.
0: (laughs) i was gonna say you brought in priests you know
1: (laughs) that's that's a fun fantasy right that is
0: a fun fantasy (laughs) you know we have um you know i was raised catholic and you know I will say this that my my childhood priest who was in you know school when we were there you know he was an alcoholic and you know during my first communion he was a little inebriated and he kept calling me by my sister's name
1: <laughs>
0: so that was interesting
1: it's fun, right? It was it made interesting. You feel special when he didn't even know your name, right?
0: Yes, and then you know, years later, a few years ago, I went because I'm a godmother to my nephews, and it was really cool. They baptized all four of them at once. It was it was great, but the priest was a sexy, sexy man, and I was having <laughs> dirty thoughts about what I would do to him. Of course you <laughs> so nasty. And I'm nasty, and I would make him leave that collar on. <laughs> to say some Hail Marys tonight. God will forgive me. Those
1: kneeling benches are good for more than just confession. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Get some pews in there. (laughs) Have some fun. All right. Number one. Let's get on with this.
0: Number one
1: myth. mm -hmm. BDSM is a freaky fringe thing most people aren't into. We've talked about this so many times. So
0: many times.
1: If you're not into some of this, you're the one that's not normal. You know, everybody's into something. There's a lot of misunderstanding about how common this is. A lot of people may think just a small minority have these desires. But sex experts see an interest in BDSM all the time. In a 2014 study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, over 65% of women polled fantasize about being dominated, 47% fantasize about dominating someone else, and 52% fantasize about being tied up. So over two-thirds of women surveyed Fantasize about being dominated by the partner. I can believe it. Yeah. So, it's not just a freaky thing that the people on the fringe, everyone,
0: everyone likes it.
1: In some way or another. They do. It's 100% natural and normal to fantasize about BDSM, but some people come and see me with shame. Certified sex coach Stephanie Hunter-Jones tells self, there's no need for that. It's a healthy fantasy to have and one that should be explored. Smart lady. Yeah. (laughs) But you have people, like you said, you have people that come in all the time.
0: All the time. Shamed. Right. Absolute shame.
1: And that all they want to do is just explore why they feel that way.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I tell people this BDSM is an umbrella. You know, it's an umbrella and whatever it is, whatever kink or fetish it is, you might not think it's a kink or a fetish. Or sometimes they come in and they think, I bet you've never had anyone in here like me, and I hear that all the time, and it's like, no, trust me, there's a thousand plus more just like you that I've met before. Right. <laughs> you know, and a
1: million plus more all around you,
0: yes, you know, you know, I was having a conversation with my friend today. And we've done sessions before, and she said to me, She said, You remember that guy, such and such? You know, and he would come in and he had a huge foot fetish. Now we all know, I mean, it's more common now that you know that we hear people have foot fetishes, but you know, this particular person, he had a big foot fetish, he came in and he hated himself, hated himself after the fact that you know he got the thrill of sucking and licking on feet. And he's like, I'm disgusting, aren't I? And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. You're okay. You know, it's like, don't feel bad.
1: Right. The part to me that's disgusting is that people feel bad about yeah. having desires that are natural desires. Absolutely. And they're afraid to tell their partner. So they have to feel like they're hiding it. Yeah. they have to be ashamed of it. And they can't explore that on their mm-hmm. own. And we're happy to be here for them. And we enjoy doing that for them. But they should be able to accept that part of themselves and love themselves anyway. And it's not that i you know, that our biggest episode is about cross dressers. Yeah. All of our big episodes are about cross dressers. Yes. That's a big one. Big one. And how many people are ashamed of that and hide it? So many. Almost all of them.
0: So many. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 90% for sure. You know, here recently, we I've had a, a few of my friends that have come out to say, well, you know, I finally told my wife, or I finally told my girlfriend, or, you know, hey, we broke up, and, you know, now I'm going to really look for somebody and tell them straight up what my fetish is. And I said, trust me, a woman who truly loves you will embrace it. Right. And if they don't, then it shouldn't have been. You know, move on.
1: Right. And we talk about all the time, too. You know, we have partners, and we're afraid to tell them. And then after the fact, after we break up with them and, come out, we find out that they liked it too. And all we had to do was have the conversation.
0: <laughs> That's absolutely and People don't correct. know
1: how to have the conversation.
0: Absolutely.
1: Hopefully listening to this podcast gets people... Just like 50 Shades of Grey, you know, it gets people yeah. talking like, oh, I heard this thing on the podcast, it was interesting, and they could start talking about it. Yes. How great would that be?
0: That would be fabulous. <laughs> right? It's fabulous. Man,
1: we would feel great if you guys listened to this podcast and it opened up a conversation with your significant other. That would be awesome.
0: Yes. Well, the gentleman I just met yesterday, in fact, I was in there with, with Dahlia, and um I missed won't... that one. You did miss this one, damn. but uh, you know I'm not saying his name. But he was absolutely adorable with a cute little butt, and he had thick, curly, wasn't long hair. I was worried about. That I was
1: worried <laughs> about. <Dahlia>. <laughs> <laughs> was made of <laughs>
0: Dahlia is wonderful. I love her. Um, but uh, needless to say, he was so damn cute. He said, "You know, I I came in because I heard your podcast, and it's like I had no idea that you all were even here." He's like he just, you know, happened to find you, and I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, you know, I just want to come in and, you know, I've got some, I've got some kinks, and I'm like, well, let's explore them, let's have fun, and he had an absolute blast. And he was more of like essentialist, like you, you know, he liked the fingernails and the, you know, the the blowing in his ear and, you know. <laughs> You what like it. John is lying now. He's playing coy, but we know the truth.
1: It feels good. It's see. <laughs> but I like to do that to people, too. Yes,
0: of course.
1: I like course. to do it even more than I like to re- Well, I like to receive it. <laughs> If it feels good, do it.
0: Exactly. That's
1: what this is all about. If it feels good and it makes you happy... And
0: you're not hurting anyone. Do it. Right?
1: Right. You're not hurting anybody. Well, you well, might be.
0: Yeah. You know, only you in a to. consensual
1: way. Right. There you go. People sometimes, but they like it. (laughs) They do. Uh, So number two. Oh, okay. We made it to number two.
0: Number two is a myth. BDSM is always about sex. (laughs) (laughs) The way you play it is slut.
1: (laughs) I've seen a lot of scenes that didn't have anything to do with it.
0: Absolutely not. No. And you know, (laughs) it's kind of funny because I was just talking to Dahlia the other day and she says, Yeah, you know, one of my my girlfriends, my friend's friends, you know, wants me to do a, give her a session, you know, and they're just friends.
1: Wow. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. And I said, I want to watch.
1: I want to watch. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. And you know, the point of it is her, her girlfriend, her friend has gone through, you know, bad divorce Mm -hmm. and she wants to really be able to explore BDSM in a safe place. And she's like, you know, Daya, I didn't know, you know, you would do this for me. And she's like, Yeah, I would love to. Right. And you know, they're not gonna have sex. No there's not gonna be sex no, in the We don't all. have sex in
1: the dungeon. No. People, no, we don't do that.
0: No. She's gonna wanna do, you know, the back bed. She wants Oh wow. Yeah. She, she wants it Yeah, she wants intense bondage. She's
1: going hardcore it's first day. First she?
0: day. I said, bondage therapy, let's do it. Right. You I haven't even
1: seen the back bed yet.
0: Well, it's down there now.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've seen it. I haven't seen anybody in it. I've wrapped people in saran wrap. Right? That was fun.
0: Exactly. But, yeah. But I told her I'd help her with it. And, you know, that's the point, that we can do these things without having sex. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So.
1: We have friends come over all the time. and We do. We do. We tied people up and suspended them in your living room. (laughs) There was no
0: fucking. Thank you. No (laughs) fucking
1: (laughs) It was fun, though.
0: It was a blast. Yeah. It was a blast. And it is
1: therapeutic. It is. We talk about how people find different ways to cope. Yes. Some some people have tattoos because they like the pain. Yes. Others do other things to keep from cutting and to keep from self-harming. And this is just another way to explore that and to get to that place in a safe way. And hopefully with a safe person. Absolutely. And that's what we do. We provide a safe place to do that. We do. And if our friends want to come, yes, even better.
0: You know, neither you or I, no, we're not ranchers. We're not horse people. I mean, I love the equines, you know, especially. I ride some
1: people sometimes.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We want to put saddles on them and make our human horses. Um,
1: (laughs) I have a lot of pets. I don't. I want a lot of pets.
0: But, But I will say, you know, speaking of bondage therapy, you know, for a horse that is very wild and who is untamed, they have taken these horses and put them in a vat of grain and oats and basically submerged this horse to where it's almost like a bondage therapy. It's almost like therapeutic for them. So that brings me back to the thing, you know, we do bondage therapy all the time.
1: Yeah, people use weighted blankets at night when they sleep. They do. It reduces their anxiety.
0: Exactly. It feels like a hug. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So it says, BDSM doesn't have to be sexual in nature. Some people like it for the power only, which is very true. It's possible to play around with BDSM without involving sex. But for some people, incorporating it into sex ratchets things way the fuck up. And it does. <laughs> right.
1: A lot of the things that people do are sexual fantasies. Absolutely. They want to be kidnapped and tortured and made to do sexual things.
0: Oh, that's the most fun thing, is yeah. doing an abduction scene. Yeah,
1: and forcing them. They want yes. It, they want to be, air quotes, forced. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. They pretend to be forced, but they want it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if anyone would like to be adu- abducted no. by John
1: when, when someone asks you to push their limits <laughs> yes, and they say they don't want something and you make them do it anyway now that's fun and they do like it, they like to be pushed they they didn't particularly think that they wanted to do that but it's not about the act that they're doing it's about the fact that someone is taking control and making them do something they didn't want to do Hmm. so I got some plans for that so we'll see what happens Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I do.
0: Number three, John. <laughs> she
1: doesn't know it yet, but I have some plans. I <laughs> love you, baby. Hope you're listening. <laughs> all right. Number three. You can spot a BDSM fan from a distance. Bullshit.
0: Yeah, that's big bullshit. That's
1: big bullshit. That is. You know, you can see somebody, they're all tatted up and they got all the collars and everything and you Yeah. You can probably tell that they're into it. But, you know, what yeah. I found is those are the ones that are more in for show. That could be. The hardcore ones, you cannot tell. Because no. I've seen some hardcore shit.
0: <laughs> and you would never the local pick them dungeon out. dungeon.
1: <laughs> that you would not. You would not pick them in out. In a million years. No. Now, no. These are no professional way. people that carry themselves very well. And you would never. And they get freaky.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
1: So all sorts of people like BDSM, including those who seem straight-laced, for them it can actually be especially appealing because it offers a chance to exercise different parts of their personality. So they can put that professionalism behind or that, whatever that image that they feel like they have to project to their friends and to their family. And we talked about that tonight in... In a lot of episodes, people pretend to be one thing and then they come here to be who they really are. And they say it's freeing. You know, a lot of uh, cross-dressers, transgender people are afraid to come out to their family. But they come here and they can... They don't know us. We don't know them. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, they feel a little bit ashamed, but at least they were able to do it. And then go home and resume their... Their normal life, you know, I almost said fake life, but their normal life. But they enjoy what what happens here, and they enjoy it because they get to be free to be who they are. So. Wow. Yeah. That
0: sounds like a speech for a, <clears throat> a special event.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should be, we should go on tour.
0: Yes. Promoting
1: BDSM. Yes. <laughs> and everybody would know who I am. I can't have that we have to hide we have to hide (laughs) if you saw me if you saw me at work you would probably not yes you would you would know
0: (laughs) yes yes you kind of stick out do I yes you do
1: I don't wear my earrings and shit to work I just look like a grumpy old dude that wants to hurt people (laughs) you're right (laughs) yeah (laughs) they don't they don't have a clue at work (laughs) well some of them do
0: (laughs) I'm sure they do.
1: I tell some of them. (laughs) They don't believe me. (laughs) Okay. You're full of shit, John. I'm like, no, actually. (laughs) All right.
0: Are you done? No.
1: (laughs) Am I ever done? No. Okay.
0: If you're into BDSM, your past must be one big emotional dumpster fire. Isn't that interesting?
1: Well, mine is, actually, but... (laughs) yours isn't. No. No? No, not really. You're a lot more into it than I am. Well, you've been into it a lot longer than I have.
0: I think we all had our own interesting childhoods. I
1: think everybody has a dumpster fire of a childhood, if you ask them. A lot of them do, yeah. Everybody thinks that their childhood was shit. No, they don't. But.
0: (laughs) A lot of people do. Some people don't. It's perspective. It is. You look at
1: other people and be like, oh. Well, you'd like, you have a pretty good life, or, oh, that was pretty shitty. Yeah. And then when you look at your own, you're like, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Everybody's life is tough.
0: Yeah, very true. It
1: just depends on how you look at it.
0: So, it says that one of the biggest misconceptions is that people do BDSM because of some sort of trauma in their background. And, you know, personally, it said that a 2013 study in the Journal of Sexual Medicine actually found that BDSM... Um, We're mentally sound. Yeah. If
1: not more so.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we conclude that BDSM may be thought of as recreational leisure rather than the expression of psychopathological processes the study authors wrote. So, I don't know. That's always one of those things. I think that so many of us have some type of mental health issue on some level, you know, whether it's anxiety or a stress level or something m- more serious that requires medication. But,
1: but that doesn't,
0: that doesn't, no, that doesn't, that's not a pre-indicator for BDSM. Not at all. Not BDSM at all. BDSM
1: is just, you like, that's what you like.
0: That's what you like. Exactly.
1: Some people like bondage because they like to feel helpless. Some people like bondage because they like to feel like we talk about with the horse. Yeah. That, that pressure and the squeezing and you know what a lot of that a lot of scientists believe that the weighted blankets and the pressure brings them back to the womb when they were inside the womb and you have the pressure pushing down on you as a fetus being inside the mother and it makes you feel better it takes you back to that place where you feel safe it doesn't have anything to do with you being crazy
0: (laughs) we meet crazy people who aren't into
1: BDSM we meet a lot of crazy people (laughs) Thing about BDSM, and we just look at them like, you should probably come try this because you need some help. <laughs> because aren't
0: all people kind of nuts anyway?
1: Oh my god, normal people were the worst ones.
0: <laughs> we are not normal.
1: Uh, you just ask somebody, if they tell you they're normal, and you just look at them like you're nuts. You, you are wacko. We
0: are, we are all wacko. Yeah. Okay, John. Number five.
1: <laughs> number five. Wow, our time's running out. We're we'll going to have to run through this one pretty quick. BDSM is emotionally damaging. You know what?
0: Oh, gosh. Abuse
1: is emotionally damaging. Yes. BDSM is role play. And if you do BDSM correctly, it is not emotionally damaging. If anything, it's healing. If it's damaging, it's not BDSM anymore. We talk about that a lot, too. When done properly, BDSM can be the exact opposite. I often use BDSM as a healing tool for my vanilla couples, or couples that don't typically engage in kink, Jones says. She finds it especially helpful for people who struggle with control and power dynamics. To help couples dig themselves out of that hole, Jones will assign sexual exercises for them to complete at home. Whoever feels like they have less power in the relationship gets gets the power during the role play. What a great idea.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You
1: feel like you don't have any say in the relationship. So during this one-hour or two-hour session that you're playing this role play, you have all the control. You, Whatever you say, that's what's going to happen. And your partner has to do whatever whatever they're told to do. It, and that's the power exchange that people like. Yeah. It's not about you're going to do this sexual thing to me. It's I'm in control and you have to do what I say. Now some people will take it too far, and that's when it becomes abuse. But a lot of people are going to be. I I want oral sex, and you're going to give it to me. That's right. <laughs> that's not. He's abuse.
0: looking at me again, <laughs> listeners. <Shut
1: up>. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck ever. <laughs> you said them something. You need BDSM. You said something wrong with you. We need to fix that. <laughs> Too funny. Oh my god. So Okay. Dr. So Jones said. For the something. next five minutes, I have the power and you do what I say. <laughs> Dr. Jones said so.
0: <laughs> Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but as you were saying, it has saved relationships according to Dr. Jones. Yes. Yeah.
1: It says helping people explore what yeah. it feels like to assume and relinquish control first in the bedroom, then in other parts of the relationship. So you're able to balance the power instead of just giving over 100% control you're honestly you're just balancing the power very much so now some mm-hmm. people want to give we've talked to slaves we've talked to a lot of subs they want someone else to have the control but it doesn't always have to be that way no it had, it's whatever that couple decides it is nobody makes the rules but that that's you know what that should be on the list it should be i wonder if it is
0: I don't know, but can we'll we continue out. on? We can with with our next episode and do it on we'll our talk, next episode. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, listeners, it's been fun.
1: Has it? <laughs> I had fun. <laughs>
0: it's always fun. You had fun. Oh, of course. So, all
1: right. Well, until next time, make your fantasies realities.